Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 48, Operating Procedures for Process Safety Management. Let's just get started. So process safety management found in the U.S. OSHA codes, 29 CFR 1910.119. And in this one, we're going to sit down and talk about operating procedures. So uh, in this one, some of it is just a laundry list of when you make these operating procedures. Obviously, you want to operate your process safely and everything else. But part of of, uh, coming up with these procedures is so you can train that next person also. And we'd like to think everybody catches everything the first time. Sometimes they actually have to go back in super stressful situations and refer to instructions. So there's a lot of reasons why we really got to do these operating procedures and, and really make them as crystal clear as we possibly can. So let's talk about why we're going to do this. This is a uh, this uh, a lot of this section is going to be right from the, the CFR. So operating p- procedures have to address the following, and this is for the process safety management standard. I try to use this same exact standard for all of my processes out there and all of my procedures, whether they're part of PSM or not, just because it seems like it's just a really good way to operate. Also, so steps under the operating phase so you have your process it's up and operating so you have to talk about your initial startup normal operations temporary operations emergency shutdown procedures and after you've already done the the emergency shutdown procedures what's the startup after the initial or the emergency shutdown procedures so it does a really good job of just telling people um, this is exactly what you have to do in these scenarios out there. Uh, we like to think that when we set up these processes, everything's 100% safe and it's good. But anytime we depend on humans, they have to look at a gauge, at a dial, they have to understand. They have to be able to make this independent decision. There's no way that they have time to sit down and say, oh, I think I have a problem. I better start calling a bunch of people and they can tell me what to do. They have to be able, they have to have the training up front, of course, but they also have to be able to go back, find these directions. I like to make mine as as short and sweet as possible so that people aren't trying to overthink the process too. Let's go on with a couple of more things that we have to put inside these procedures. We have to list the operating limits of the procedure. And then we have to talk about the consequences for deviation. Is the pressure too high, the pressure too low, temperature too high, temperature too low? Kind of think about how you're going to have a range. And as long as you're within that range, you're doing great. But if you go out of that range, you're going to have some uh, consequences because now you've deviated out of that range. Uh, We also want to look at the safety and health considerations. So properties and hazards of the chemicals in the process precautions necessary to prevent exposure which really means your engineering controls your admin controls finally if you just have to actually come in contact with these different chemicals what are you going to use for ppe otherwise known as personal protective equipment control measures to be taken if physical contact or airborne contact occurs Basically, are you going to get them to the safety shower? Do you um, to the hospital? You know, just just what happens when they get this thing on them? 
physical or of course in the airborne sense you breathed it it's got in your eyes your nose all that stuff and are there any other special or unique hazards with the process we have to uh, also have to look at the safety systems and their functions out there uh, do we have things that sh um, will shut down the process safely so that a, a, a human is not 100% dependent on, on things or do we um, or does a human just have to know, like, hey, there's something wrong, and the human takes charge of this? Um, operating procedures also have to be reviewed and updated to remain accurate. Develop procedures and implement safe work practices. And this is where we're going to also look at, not just for the process, but for the actual um, company and the, the site itself. How do you do things like lockout, tagout, uh, confined space entry? How do you open up process piping? You know, you're gonna have to figure out, I have to close the valves, I have to bleed off the pressure. How do I open up this process piping? Um, uh, the um, employer also has to have control over the entrance into the facility by maintenance, contractor, lab personnel, and other support personnel out there too. Uh, we just don't want people wandering anyway. We want people to be trained not just on the on the process but also on the hazards out there too then um we don't want a person who happens to say i'll oh, just cut through and they end up with a chemical on their foot or on their hand and they don't know what to do so we want anybody going in there knows exactly what uh these these chemicals can do and the first aid procedures then to make sure that they're going to be as safe as possible and that is it for episode 48, Operating Procedures for Process Safety Management. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Thank you for joining me and have a safe day.